0: Welcome to the third season of Scene to Song, a musical theater podcast for people who love to discuss, critique, and celebrate musicals as a literary art form. I'm your host, Shoshana Greenberg, and each episode I'll bring on a guest to talk about a musical, musical theater writer, or a topic or trend in musical theater. Love this podcast? Help it find more listeners by taking a moment to rate it on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. My guest today is Gregory Jacobs Roseman. Greg is a composer, lyricist, and theatrical producer whose musicals include Letters to Santa and Save the Date, which won the 2013 New York International Fringe Festival's Overall Excellence Award for a musical. He has been nominated for a Mac Award for his cabaret work, and his company, Rody Sodi Productions, produces musical theater concerts and full productions in New York City. Greg has a B.A. from Emerson College and an M.F.A. from NYU's Graduate Musical Theater Writing Program. We're going to talk today about the composer-lyricist Jerry Herman. Hey, Greg. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And on the first episode of the new season. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, So let's get started as we do with our get to know our guest questions. Uh, what was your first experience with the musical?
1: My first uh, uh, unprofessional, mm-hmm. shall we say, experience with the musical was when I was in the fourth grade, uh, our entire class did this musical of Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, I actually tried to look up who wrote the music and lyrics and book for this thing, and I have no idea where these teachers found it. This is like <laughs> 1992. I'm going to date myself, but early '90s, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was cast as Jack, and um, and I, I had real fun with it. But I remember during the performance, I saw out in the audience that my parents didn't have the video camera on, so <laughs> I totally broke character and was like, "Turn on the video camera, mom!" Oh my god! So that was my That's first hilarious.
0: like
1: experience with a musical. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was in, when I was ten years old, uh, a tour of the Secret Garden came through uh, Wilmington, Delaware.
0: Oh, nice!
1: We had a class trip to go see it. And I saw, and and I think it was the first. It was either the first national tour or pre-Broadway. I don't remember. And uh, I, my jaw just went to the floor because Mm -hmm. that was such a lush, beautiful uh, production. And um, I I just, I was like, oh, I'm really interested in this. Um, My first Broadway show was *Grease* Mm -hmm. the revival with Rosie O'Donnell. Oh
2: yeah. And
1: I, you know, I was very sheltered as like a kid. Not sheltered. I, but I like didn't wasn't exposed to a lot of theater other than like what came through Wilmington, Delaware. So, like, when I went to college and I got to meet all these people who went to, like, French Woods and Stage Door and had, like, encyclopedia, encyclopedia knowledge of right. musicals. I, at the time, when I was saw um, Grease as my first Broadway show, thought that Broadway was one theater. <laughs> and if something was on Broadway, it had to be in that theater.
0: Right, right. Um, so... Uh, that reminds me of how I used to think of, like, that Times Square was New York and any okay. other New York neighborhood was off the island. <laughs> what is the last great musical you saw?
1: Um, you know, I saw a lot, I liked a lot of stuff that came out of last season. Um, the last great thing that I saw was um, at the public, um, Soft Power uh, by, by uh, Janine Tesori and David Henry Huang.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and it, it just, it was, a, the use of form, the fact that it was a musical within a play, I thought was really interesting. But also, once it becomes this grandiose Broadway, um, almost Hollywood style musical with that twenty two piece orchestra and the sort of Ginger Rogers Fred Astaire dancing with with Hillary Clinton and and everything. I just I just thought that that was really really fabulous way of sort of s- subverting the form almost. Yeah. Other than that, I'd say last season my favorite thing was the prom. I mm-hmm. saw it six times. I. Friggin' loved it. It, it. It's it's a musical comedy, but a musical comedy with a message, which is something that, the kind of style of musical that I like to write. Yeah. So I, I kept going back to that one.
0: What older or classic show did you recently see for the first time, and what was your experience with it?
1: Um, so uh, for their gala, uh, City Center did Evita uh, recently, and um, I did Evita in community theater in high school, um, but I never saw it from the audience mm-hmm. And so um, being in it and you know being one of the soldiers is very different from sitting in the audience and absorbing the whole thing And I just thought it was beautiful. Right. I just thought uh, first of all, the cast was fabulous. And I thought the, the use of that of this that set design with the white flowers mm-hmm. To like when they were like at the floor at the beginning, and then they went up into the rafters, and then when she sings "Don't Cry for Me, Argentina," and they're on a slope, and yeah. she's just floating in a sea of like white lilies, I thought it was I thought it was brilliant, and I thought it was brilliantly directed, and I th- I also thought that splitting up um, Ava into young Ava and um, mature Ava mm-hmm. was was a very smart move by the director.
0: What's a musical people might be surprised to find out that you love, and why would they be surprised?
1: My favorite musical of all time, and this—I don't know if people would be surprised by this because it's Sondheim—but and every Sondheim musical is on top of my list. But my top of my Sondheim list is *Pacific Overtures*. Um, uh, people might be surprised because it's a very obscure show that not a lot of people know know very well. But mm-hmm. I've I've studied it backwards and forwards. I honestly think it's perfectly written. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it, it takes a challenge of. It, it, I think it's the only musical I can think of where. The protagonist is a country and not a person. Yeah. Um, and it uses all different types of Japanese theater techniques, from uh, from no to kabuki to bunraku, um, to to create uh, this uh, this piece. And on YouTube, there's actually a full video of the uh, um, television version they did for Japan. Yeah. If if you're ever interested in the original production, um, I saw the revival with B.D. Wong. I loved it. Um, I, I, it was a little bit more flashy than than I was expecting because you know I, it was a little bit more Broadway than than yeah. Japanese. Um, and then I saw Central um, uh, CSC did it. Yeah, uh, classic. I saw their revival, yeah. and I thought that was great, even if they cut my favorite song, which is yeah. Chrysanthemum Tea. Yeah, it's
0: just I guess it's just surprising. It's very few, probably very few people's favorite musical. Yeah,
1: it's my all, it's my all time favorite
0: if you could require our president or government leaders to see one musical not necessarily playing right now which one would you have them see
1: 1776 (laughs) first of all i love 1776 but if politicians could just see because like how you know government is supposed to work with both sides sort of you know making deals and coalescing and you know Figuring out where the middle ground is and what is possible. Going back to Evita, politics is the art of the possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that's that's the one I would I would say. And also in 1776, it's a very interesting musical because a lot of the book and and much of the uh, some of the lyrics are actually taken from directly taken from documents that were mm-hmm. recorded during the meeting of the Continental Congress, yeah. word for word. Um, also, it has that wonderful book scene between the opening number and then the second number that's like 45 minutes long. Um, yeah. Uh, or maybe it's between the third and five uh, there's a 45 minute long book scene in it and I think that's the only musical thing that can get away with that
0: <laughs> yeah it's like what they tell you not to do yeah exactly <laughs> <Even> musical writing <laughs> is like don't is, have yeah. too long b- between songs right but yeah. somehow it
1: works because the drama's there
0: yeah um what is a moment in a musical that you think gets to a complex emotional state you didn't think was possible to get to?
1: That's a really good question. This is a, this is a weird one, but, uh, the, the Book of Mormon, um, I saw their fourth preview, uh, and I, um, I, 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 been broken up with like a week before, so I was in a horrible, horrible mood. And my friends took me out. They were like, we're gonna go see this new musical, some previews. It's by the South Park guys. So you're gonna laugh. You know you're gonna laugh. Yeah. We I had no we had no idea what it was about. Right. Um I I I didn't have a ticket, so I just went up to the box office and I said, give me your best available because I was like I need a laugh right now.
2: Right.
1: I was sitting fifth row Center. The seat next to me was empty. And I'm, like, thinking all these, like, oh, my boyfriend could have been sitting in that sea. Whoa, it's me. And then the yeah. show starts, and my jaw drops to the ground, and I'm laughing through the whole thing. And then the cast album came out, and I was listening to it at home uh, when I bought it. And the fu- the end of Act 1 is their sort of pastiche of um, the end of Act 1 of Les Mis, where each song sort of comes right. in and plays yeah. a part. And at the very end, when Nikki M. James comes in with her desk cant of Satellite City, mm-hmm. And it soars above the rest. I start crying, yeah, just crying joy, joyous tears because I'm because I'm thinking to myself, "Oh my God, this is so good! This Mm -hmm. is so good! I would not expect my heart to like get to this place." Right. Um, So that's that. That's the top. That's the top one for me.
0: Let's move on to our topic, which is the musicals of Jerry Herman. Jerry Herman who recently passed away, so I'm so happy that we're doing this kind of tribute yeah. episode to him and his work.
1: I, uh, I played Cornelius my senior year of, of uh, high school um, in Hello Dolly, and that was my introduction to Jerry's music, and since mm-hmm. I've, I've studied a lot of it um, and um, seen many of the shows. And uh, I believe that Jerry Herman wanted nothing more than to impart pure joy to the world with his music and stories and uh, encourage us to live life to its fullest. And when you think about those great Jerry Herman anthems, they're all about celebrating life. Like if, if you think of uh, It's Today, or Open a New Window, or We Need a Little Christmas, and like s- basically every song from mm-hmm. MAME. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or from Hello Dolly, Put On Your Sunday Clothes, Dancing, um, and La Cage, The Best of Times Is Now, and of course I Am What I Am. Mm-hmm. Um, even I don't want to know from dear world. Uh, these, these songs like celebrate all the joy that life has to offer.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think, uh, he did it with a, for me personally, he did it with like a distinctively gay sensibility. Mm -hmm. Like he created these grand dames that every gay man wants to be. Um, and they're often immortalized with like their own signature tune that has their name in it. (laughs) (laughs) Like hello, Dolly, your name. Right. And, um, I've always kind of thought of them as drag queens, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: just a little bit. Um, if, and for Albin in uh, La Cage, literally, he is a drag queen. Um, so it's like it's this like old school Broadway showbiz uh, perfection, but these characters also have like sadness and vulnerability to them. And yeah. uh, that's, that's 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 what I love about Jerry Herman.
0: Let's start with Hello Dolly. Yes, let's, since That's let's the kind hit. of his, <laughs> and yeah, it's kind of first in the timeline of the hits. Um, yeah, so you, so you were in it in high school. I was in it in high school. I was also in it in high uh-huh. school, which is funny, because, like, I don't think a lot of high schools do Hello, Dolly. Well,
1: it's hard to find a Dolly. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you, though, you're a member of the Thornton-Wilder Society. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think of the adaptation from The Matchmaker?
0: I mean, I love this adaptation. I, after I did the show in high school, I then went and, like, read the play, and I saw the movie they made of the play. There's now, a movie? There's a movie of The Matchmaker.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: it's very good. Um, like Shirley MacLaine is in it, and like okay, maybe I didn't know this. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, as Irene, and um, I forgot who else is in it. Anthony Perkins, I think, is Cornelius,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's 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 a very enjoyable play, and the movie is very enjoyable on its own. But I feel like the show adds so much because obviously you have the songs, you have the dancing, but the way that the songs and dancing are used in the show to like heighten those moments where we're really, as you said, what we're talking about, like enjoying life, um, living life, like coming out of some kind of sadness into some kind of joy. Mm -hmm. The songs and the dancing are like really helping to make the audience feel that along with the characters. Um, One example I like to use is um when they're in the song dancing when irene like she has that moment where she stops and she like gasps Mm -hmm. and is like oh my gosh like the world is full of wonderful things like she has this moment that's in the play Mm -hmm. but it's not it's not in a moment of her dance like being brought to be dancing and um, in that like beautiful like swelling moment of dancing right, around in that waltz she like is she like is having fun with the boys and like making them sing or something like that and um, I don't know it's just that that moment in the show it just I get so choked up yeah. because you really see how she's um, in just this a moment of discovery like she can feel joy again she and like, that changes how she sees the entire world. Like it's such a beautiful moment where I feel like in the sh- in Hello Dolly you feel that. You whereas th- like music heightens it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think I saw of the play, uh, a reading of the play once, but um, it's not as it, it's just not the same yeah. thing.
1: I've read through the play. Um, I, I love that like Thornton Wilder's. Um, uh, use of direct audience address mm-hmm. is kept in the musical. Yeah. Like, throughout.
0: Like, so many, yeah, in the musical, it's, like, so many of those direct addresses mm-hmm. are from the play. Exactly. I mean, they're adapted a little bit, right. but they're they're pretty much what's in the play. Yeah. Which is great, because I think Thornton Wilder and Jerry Herman, like, have that same kind of sensibility mm-hmm. of, like, wanting to like like, loving life and appreciating life and um, being yeah. interested and, and in all its
1: ex- eccentricities as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: and just being interested in how you do that, how mm-hmm. you and how you in, how you do that in life, how you enjoy it, how you live it to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I feel like it was such a great match mm-hmm. of Jerry Herman and to Thornton Wilder and this play because they just seem to have like the same, like a similar sensibility that kind of came together there and with something like this like you don't want that like a friction of like right you know like i don't know sondheim <laughs> <you Yeah. laughs> know, coming in and musicalizing that it, right. it just you would get a di- obviously a different show there would be like a friction yeah, it would there. be tonally, yeah different, whereas yeah. like it it definitely helps to have someone who also has that joy and optimism that thornton wilder has and is like evident in the play and mm-hmm. So Much else of his work, if you know Our Town, and of course, you know, his you know, Thor Wilder's most famous play, and just what's in there mm-hmm. about living like, how do you live life?
1: Yeah. kind of thing. Well, you know, um, one of my favorite stories about Hello Dolly is, um, how it, got, how it developed, mm-hmm. and um, when uh, when David Merrick had the rights to it, he was a, a Broadway producer. And Jerry Herman had to audition because the only the only Broadway show he had had by then was Milk and Honey, which Merrick was concerned was too ethnic, Mm -hmm. meaning too Jewish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, he he wrote four songs on spec, played them for him. And he's like, the kid, kid, the show is yours. And then when they went to Detroit for the out of town tryout, it bombed. It was like the reviews were horrible. And David Merrick went into a tailspin. And this has been some musical theater lore of uh, um, for. I guess decades, but um, he brought in other artists to help Jerry Herman write the score. Hmm. So you'll notice, like when you listen to the score, he brought in Bob Merrill, who wrote uh, "Funny Girl,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, and Bob Bob Merrill Bob Merrill contributed two songs that he wrote in collaboration with Jerry Herman, yeah. b- uncredited to the score. One is "Motherhood,"
2: mm-hmm. which you can
1: tell kind of does not fit the rest <laughs> of the score a little bit. It's just slightly out. It's just like just slightly it's... rhythmically, lyrically, like different. Jerry Herman wrote the counterpoint part. Uh, but he wrote the rest of it. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And then the other one is Elegance. Um,
0: those those go together. Those two songs. They do. I always thought yeah. of those like kind of paired as but, like fun, mm-hmm. like jaunty songs yeah. to sing. But like
1: um, Bob Merrill wrote the, just wrote the opening to um, Elegance, which mm-hmm. is Yes, Yes, New York. It's really us, uh, Barnaby and Cornelius.
3: Yes, New York. It's really us, Barnaby and. Cornelius. Cornelius, all the guests of Mr. Hackler, feeling great and look spectacular. What a knack there is to that, acting like a born aristocrat. We got elegance. If you ain't got elegance, you can never, ever carry it off.
1: Jerry Herman would never do Cornelius as four syllables. He would ah. do, um, he he would say Cornelius, um, yeah. and um, also he would never rhyme uh, hackle and spectacular. <laughs> um, so uh, so that that's Bob Merrill, and then Jerry Herman wrote the rest of it, mm-hmm. and he's very proud of the other lyrics wrote in there. Right, like, right. Um, All who are well bred, degree, Minnie Faye has pedigree. That's Jerry Herman. Yeah, that's that's a Jerry Herman rhyme. Mm. Um, but uh, the other the other part is that they couldn't figure out the end of Act One. Originally, the end of Act One was um, a song for Horace Gelder called uh, "Penny in My Pocket." Which they cut, right?
0: But but they they they
1: brought it back for the for the Bette Midler revival, which I kind of loved actually. It
0: was nice, but I also was was like I I don't need this. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. For like
1: an in one number for David Hyde Pierce, I think I think
0: you know give give that guy's a star, give him something (laughs) to
1: sing. Um, uh, but so it wasn't working, and so he they he brought in Charles Strauss and Lee Adams, Mm. um, and uh, they played around something, and the director Gower Champion was like, nope, nope, sorry. And he turned to Jerry, he was like, you've got to write this. And so in one evening at his, at his hotel, he wrote, the, he wrote the whole song. And he knocked on Carol Channing's door and said, hey, come up and learn this. And she learned it and then he, and she was like, wake up Gower, I want <laughs> you to hear it. And uh, so he went, he woke up Gower and she sang through the song and in like four in the morning in the hotel, he's like, yes, that is what I want. Uh... So like, I don't care if I wake up the whole damn hotel. Yeah. And so that I, I just think I think it's a magical and story. And that
0: was before the parade passes before by. Before
1: the parade passes by. Before
0: the parade passes by.
1: I'm
3: going to go and taste Saturday's high life. Before the parade passes by. I'm going to get some life.
1: But it also it also fits in the, into that whole theme of living life to its fullest. Wanting to rejoin life, which yeah. is what Dolly's thing is, because you know, like like the bridge for um, the title song is "I went away from the lights of 14th Street right. and into my personal haze." It's this, it's the same, and she has that. She has that line um, right before I believe before the parade passes by, where she says, um, "I'm going to rejoin the the human race, Ephraim, and I want you to give me away." Yeah, like that. I think that that's. While it's while it's a, that's a book line, it's still very much within the vein of what Jerry Herman was yeah. trying to do with the show. I think.
0: Right. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned the I went away from the lights of 14th Street phrase. Mm-hmm. That that lyric is when I saw the revival recently. That lyric really stuck out to me. And mm-hmm. it's like I love this line. Right. This lyric, this little verse here, mm-hmm. um, it just really captured everything. For right. Me. And
1: like and it, it it connects with all of those monologues that she has out to the audience yeah. about about her dead husband.
3: I went away from the lights of 14th Street and into my personal haze. But now that I'm back in the lights of 14th Street, tomorrow will be brighter than the
0: good old It just made me think about like like we don't really like when we meet Dolly in the show she's she's doing her thing she's like doing her matchmaking thing right. or you know handing out cards and all that mm-hmm. and you know but she references this like um, personal haze that she was in and it just Some sort of despair
1: since her husband yeah died.
0: and like like but what was that like she found life you know among the people right that she... Yeah,
1: that's, that's yeah. actually one of her lines in the script is that, uh, we found life everywhere. Bars, restaurants, yes, mm-hmm. even cafes or mm-hmm. something. I'm paraphrasing, but... Right, yeah.
0: right. And again, like something the musical does which the play can't do is the is the Hello, Dolly! song, that scene. Right. That song where she...
1: That iconic song. Yeah. <laughs> with that iconic dress and yeah. that iconic staircase.
0: I mean, <laughs> without that, without the music and the dancing of that, and the that song... Mm-hmm. It, it, there's a vis- with I mean with that there's a visceral reaction that you feel because you're s- literally seeing her rejoining right and feeling that joy through dance and singing like which is something a play like it, it's just not going to go that you, far it, it can't get
1: that heightened yeah I
0: think a lot about like the Contrasting, comparing, and contrasting the characters of Dolly
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Irene. Yeah, they're both widows, mm-hmm. and it, of different ages. Right, but it's just so interesting to see both of them. Like you have these two women who both believe they will never have love again in their lives. Mm-hmm. They're like very, they don't think like they're like it's over. Like I had it, mm-hmm. and it's gone.
1: And in Irene's case, she's ready to settle.
0: Right. So they both. So they're resigned to thinking that it can only happen once. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, like these relationships, whatever relationships they're going to have now, are just going to be transactional. Right. You know, there. It's like, oh, like there's money. Where's the? Where's the money? Where? You know, what is? Like, what do I need? You know, it's it's nothing about love. Mm-hmm. But p- through the course of the show, they realize that they can have that love again they can have a relationship with love right? Um, which it's just for both like to see both characters go through that is is very beautiful
1: when I was playing Cornelius one of my favorite parts was um, during there's a little monologue in the middle of it only takes a moment First of all, mm-hmm. I love that song.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: but he has, the, he has that monologue, and it, it starts with, Isn't the world full of wonderful things? Yeah. The, uh, Such a Thor and Wilder line. Uh, I know. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> um, and and uh, paraphrase the rest of it, but it's like, there I was up in Yonkers, and not knowing that m- people like Miss Irene, Irene Malloy were wandering around New York. Yeah. And... Um, uh, even if I have to uh, go to jail for the rest of my life, I'll be a... Oh, even if, I ha- if even if I have to be a ditch digger for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. I'll be a yeah. ditch digger who once had a wonderful day.
0: Yeah. 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 It, there's so much about, like... There's so much about, like, making the decision to go after uh, something, like, that you don't know exactly what it's going to bring you, per right. se.
1: But there's possibility. But, yeah,
0: that there's possibilities in it. And... Um, yeah, it's like, it's not just like Irene like Cornelius just sh- shows up and she's like, "Oh, oh my god." You know, she right. like y- sh- you hear her make the decision that she's going to like go after an adventure today or she's going to go right. after Joy today. They make the decision to have an adventure. Like right. there's there's so much of that up- And it's also and also yeah. like and
1: that's in that scene in the hat shop, uh, uh, Irene and Dolly they're they're like, "No, you're taking her out." Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's a, like it's it's the women's decision that right. you have to show her. You which, have to show her the town,
0: which makes it so much more fun. And, yeah. and also just like it's it's because, like, you can have, what you think you can not have, but you have to make that decision. Right, to do that, and which I I just love about this show. Well, cool. Let's move on to Mame.
1: I love Mame. Yeah, I've um I've never seen a production, but uh, I I know it back backwards and forwards. I've read the script. Hmm. Um, I've I've seen the the awful movie. Um, yeah, I avoided the. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it. You know, when I read the script uh, at first, I was like, "These women are alcoholics who have no business raising a child." It's like, how how would this how does this play on stage? And then I, I read a story about how Jerry Herman really fought to get Angela Lansbury cast mm-hmm. because she really her only really big Broadway credit before that was Anyone Can Whistle. Right. Um, she she'd been in Hollywood doing um. Uh, Film and and television, yeah. and uh, and the producers didn't think she had enough star power to to play the role, but um but Jerry Jerry prevailed and Jerry was right yeah
2: um,
1: uh, but Angela Lansbury like when you think of Mame, I'm reading from a uh, reading a quote from a uh, Steven uh, Steven Citron's book on Jerry Herman, um, which was uh is uh, at least for me I agree with this quote. She was especially important to the gay community as the chic maternal figure with whom many homosexual men could identify, capable of bitchiness, but never a bitch, with plenty of money, taste, beauty, and a forgiving nature. Mame is the person many long to be. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's what attracts me to that character so much. Yeah. And, and, and also, when we first meet her, She's standing at the top of a staircase, mm-hmm. like in any Jerry Herman musical. it right. has to be a staircase. Mm-hmm. has
3: to go down the um,
1: and, and she's singing a song about celebrating life. It's today.
3: Light the candles. Get the ice out. Roll the rug up. It's today. Though it may not be anyone's birthday, Though it's far from the first of the year I know that this very minute Has her and in it. We're here uh,
1: And, and, and that, that her, whole, her whole persona Is a, being this bohemian, uh, free-spirited Yeah um, uh, Life-loving uh, grand dame Right Basically And then in the course of events of the play There's a stock market crash and she loses right. all her money
0: Well, that's what <laughs> I was like It was so interesting to me as I was watching um as i was watching it and thinking like there's no aside from like the guy who's trying to put patrick in school like there's no real antagonist in this musical right what's really what she's kind of fighting against is anything that's trying to take away her joy for life mm-hmm.
1: Joie de vie. Yeah, you know? like
0: her, her. I mean, there's the stock market takes away, like takes away her money. How am I gonna? Right. How am I gonna live? How am I gonna live? And you know, right.
1: She. I mean, yeah. There's there's um there's the the guy from the bank who like insists on him having a conservative education, which she yeah. which wins on that one, on that front. But then when Patrick's older, the the boy, mm-hmm. um he also wants to marry into this very um, uh, uh bigoted uptight family. Uh, and uh, Mame disapproves of everything, and so they both both that the banker and uh, his pr- prospective fiance represent a certain um, uptight conformity, mm-hmm. which like goes against everything Mame stands for, which is yeah. living life to the fullest and, well, and not... also
0: taking care of people like Miss um, Gooch? Is that uh, Agnes Gooch. Agnes Gooch. Yes, like she has the the thing that that rocks the family. The this fiance's uh, family so much is that she has Agnes Gooch living in her house, uh, pregnant with no husband. Right. And like that's that's the last straw. Right. <laughs> no. There's a um,
1: there's a there's a line in the script. I'm not going to quote it directly, but uh, where you know there's the song "Open a New Window,"
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and she has a line towards the end when uh, Patrick's going to marry into this you know really conservative uptight family. She's like, all you want to do is close windows, and all I want to do is open them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's sort of like the, like the thesis statement for the right. entire play.
0: Right. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool show in that, like, mm-hmm. I, I, as I said, I don't think I've seen many shows structured like that with just, like, yeah. there's, no, there's no bad guy. Yeah. You know? It's, it, it, well, it feels <laughs>
1: like to me that, like, Act 1, it, well, it's really about the relationship between Mame and Patrick. Right. Her, she and her nephew. And it's like Act 1 is all about, really about Mame. And Act yeah. Two is really about Patrick. Mm, um,
2: yeah.
1: uh, also, we we cannot uh, forget Vera, right? Um, originally played by B. Arthur, mm-hmm. and with the fabulous, fabulous duet between Mame and Vera of bosom buddies, yeah. which is one of the, I think one of the better um, almost vaudevillian mm-hmm. uh, uh, female duets out there because it's it's forked tongue. It's it's. Uh, they're complimenting each other with like right. with like a tinge of insult. Like
0: a frenemies thing. Yeah, yeah, say. exactly. <laughs> like uh you're so great. Yeah. And, and then they like add a little yeah. like insult at the end of it. Exactly. Yeah.
3: We'll always be somebody's friends, sisters and pals. We'll always be somebody's I should reject you. There's me to protect you if I say that your tongue is vicious. If I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but
0: a poor somebody will sit down and tell you the truth. It is interesting though, like she gets married and she goes off with that.
1: The Southerner. The Southerner. Yeah.
0: And then that's that's when Patrick gets sent to the school, I guess. No, he's he's already he's been already sent, at the school. Yeah he's, okay. a, yeah,
1: he's already been sent to the but school. But that's
0: when like I feel like it seems I think that that's when like they really like
1: part ways. Part ways, right?
0: Because she goes off and she's traveling around with her husband. All around, yeah. All around the and world. And then her husband dies, right? So, um, yeah. all,
1: trying to trying climb to a climb, climb the Matterhorn yeah. Yeah, some mountain, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: and uh, and she real and. Yeah, and that's when he kind of, like, gets farther and farther away from her influence. But but,
1: uh, he still has, it it happens in act one, uh, I I believe, first, uh, that song, uh, You're My Best Girl. Yeah. And then he has a reprise of it in act two, you know, Mm. when he comes back. and And that's uh, that's really touching, too. Oh, I'm getting a little little misty-eyed thinking about it. Well,
0: it is (laughs) interesting how, like, I... I would expect a show like this to go. I mean, this this is from the play, like you know. But I would expect, like, you know, she, you know, if you put like a a woman who doesn't have kids who like acquires a kid, Mm -hmm. someone who uh, you would expect the story to be like she, like, doesn't know how to relate to kids and like. But right away she's like. Right, what is so loving, you know. It's, there's a, yeah, it's there's not the, that. The,
1: the, there's the reprise of uh, at the very beginning when Patrick first sh- when Pac- Patrick first shows up in her apartment. Um, uh, the reprise of "It's Today." I'm not going to remember the whole lyric, but uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite rhymes that uh, Jerry Herman ever did is, um, "So start the whistling and clapping because under the wrapping was you."
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so she's she's like, "You're my present."
0: Right. Yeah. And then in the second act, they get into a fight mm-hmm. over the. Fiance, mm-hmm. he like storms out and you know.
1: And then she has the famous ballad, So If You yeah, Walked Into My Life.
0: Yeah, so she, and she kind of like takes stock of like how she, her, how her, what she did might have affected right. how he turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just comes, like, right back. Right. She's <laughs> yeah. like, I'm and sorry. He comes back and, and,
1: like, marries her decorator. Yeah.
0: Like, she's <laughs> like, you were right. But then yeah. but then,
1: but, th- but then, they have a kid, and then she's doing the same thing with her grandnephew right. that she did with him. He's like, you haven't changed at all. But then it's like, oh, ha, 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 it's musical comedy. Right,
0: right. <laughs> hopefully that kid won't get sent to that school. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it's, it's just interesting how, like, how... Similar Mame and Hello Dolly are right. Well, I, of, well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I turn
1: back to my my thesis statement about um, uh, these these grand dames and these, uh, uh, these 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 strong central, slightly older female characters. Th- yeah. th- than you, you know you have a normal musical theater. I think that there's, um, I think that when we get to Lacage, I think that there's a there's a certain gay sensibility to that. Mm-hmm. Um, not that not that these women are drag queens, but that. Uh, that there's just a sense of over-the-topness, mm-hmm. sort of larger than life, right? Um, you know, wearing glittering gowns and yeah. big feather headdresses and
0: making an entrance. Yeah, making an <laughs> entrance exactly. Also in Mame, as in Hello Dolly, they are they, like the characters have like these life philosophies that right. they about living life right. that they they say throughout. You know. Yeah. Like oh, what's adages. oh, what, what's
1: the one from the end of May? Life is a banquet, and most sons of bitches are starving to death, and that's yeah. that's that's her that's her like, thesis statement almost.
0: Right, right. Another uh, just like live life. This is how I'm gonna live my life. Right. Um, kind of thing. And it's just, again like just interested in like how people live life. Right. Is right. Are you are, are you
1: are you gonna live it to your fullest? Or are you just gonna put your head down? Yeah. Go go by the rules. Yeah, and, and if you're going
0: to live it to your fullest, how how are you living right. it to your fullest? And let's let's explore that. And I think that's what Hello Dolly does. That's what Mame does. Mm-hmm. And that's why they feel like similar shows in that way too. Right. Because it's all about like how how are you going to live your life mm-hmm. to the fullest with with joy and not with you right. know or dealing with whatever sadness. But right. Should we move on to La Caja Falls? Uh,
1: La Cage aux Folles. This is
0: one I actually, with all the revivals they mm-hmm. have been, I have not seen this show.
1: <laughs> I, I, I saw not the most recent revival, but I saw the one in two thousand and four. For those who don't know, it's the it, La Cage aux Folles uh, is a French, was a French play, I believe, and then it was a movie, and then they adapted it in a musical, and then of course there's Robin Williams and uh, Nathan Lane in the Birdcage, right. which is the same material. Same story. Lacage came pretty late, later um, in Jerry's career. This is 1985 we're talking about, because um, I, oh, I don't know off the top of my head when Dolly and were. Uh,
0: 64 and 66.
1: Thank you. Um, but if you think that this happened, this this was this was the first uh, gay relationship at the center of a Broadway musical in 1985 when the AIDS crisis was happening. Um, so this was a very uh, I don't want to say risky, but it was a very um, timely uh, story to tell. Mm. And um, Jerry uh, Herman was actually diagnosed with HIV also in 1985, um, after uh, La Cage was already playing. Um, uh, and when uh, when his di- diagnosis became public, producers stopped hiring him. He really didn't work that much after the show, mm. after, after um, his diagnosis became public. That's um, crazy. But the uh, and the other thing about Lacage is that it's three the three main collaborators were all gay men. It was uh Jerry Herman doing the score, uh, Arthur Lawrence directing, and Harvey Firestein writing the book, mm-hmm. his first musical. Um, because Torch Song Trilogy had just right. been on Broadway and they saw it and they were like, Oh, this is the guy to write the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I i i love it because uh, I just uh I just love it because of how beautiful it is. It is a, it is, it's a, the story itself is really a celebration of love Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: honest love. And, um, because if you, if you know the plot, it's, um, a a gay couple in Saint-Tropez, um, who own a night, a drag nightclub. And they have a son who's met a girl who he wants to marry, but her father, her parents are like uber conservative Mm -hmm. and he's like in this like right wing party. And so they have to pretend to be straight when the parents visit, um, and uh, the the opening number with the uh, cajels, which is the chorus of drag queens, they open with uh We Are What We Are, which is a stop time. We are what we are, and what we are is an illusion.
3: We love how it feels, putting on hints,
0: causing
3: confusion.
1: But they're in these beautiful sequined gowns and, 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 and uh, and everything. And then that melody at the end of Act One transforms into probably the most famous uh, gay anthem mm-hmm. ever to come out of Broadway, which is I Am What I Am. Yeah. If you've never seen George Hearn sing I Am What I Am, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on YouTube or it's streaming somewhere. Um, that uh, that song, and getting back to, uh, to our. our uh, talking about living life fully, that song's about living life fully and honestly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because basically what happens, right, what the cue for that song is, is they tell him he can't come to dinner because um, the parents of the fiance are gonna be pissed. Yeah. Um, in the end, he comes in drag. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they get to sing The Best of Times Is Now, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things, which we'll, we'll be hearing from in a second. But like, I feel like this show, similar to Mame, is about the conflict between Conservative conformity mm-hmm. and um, uh, living life to its fullest with um, a, an abundance of joy. Yeah, um, there's uh, the songs in the score are are just gorgeous. It's probably one of his most um, sophisticated scores. Just from just from it's it's one of his shortest scores too. It doesn't have as many songs as as, as others, but it's mm-hmm. uh, as as far as lyrics go, as far as um, the relationships go. Um, there are just beautiful love songs
2: yeah. and
1: the importance of Lacage you know for the gay community cannot be understated because it was it was such a hit it was a huge hit um, and and for straight straight audiences alike
0: let's talk about some of the lesser-known ones uh, Mac and Mabel which is we're gonna see soon uh, at city center yes
1: at city Center Encores in, in February
0: yeah so coming up um, I Know the I know the, the songs to this, which I really right. like, but um, it was apparently a flop.
1: It was a flop. It was well, you know what it is. Well, first of all, it originally starred Robert Preston and Bernadette Peters, so right. so you can't get a better leading couple than that. Right. Um, but it, it's a really dark musical. Um, it's uh, it's very dark. there's drug use, there's huh. there's death, there's it's a tragic musical. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: it, the the to- the story is told entirely in flashback.
0: It's it's interesting yeah. because listening to the score, uh-huh. I I do not get that at all. Well, you don't because it's yeah. all it's
1: most most of it's in the book, and yeah. a lot and you know you have the Keystone Cops in there and everything and yeah. all the filmmaking stuff. So there's yeah. a lot of like there's a lot of comedy, but it doesn't end well. Mm. Um, uh, but I, but I love the story because it's um, it's Mabel who is a delivery girl in, at Brooklyn deli,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then she becomes a silent movie star after she makes a delivery to like a movie set and gets in a fight with like the, the star who's there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mac, the director or producer is like, oh, I'm gonna hire her. Yeah. Um, and uh, eventually they spark a romance, but for Mac, it's like all just for show. Like he's like, he has a song, um, um, I Won't Send Roses. Right. Um, but she falls for him. Yeah. Uh, and um, what's, what's really uh, unique for Jerry Herman musicals, and act two, it gets very dark. Um, uh, Mabel starts using drugs heroin to be specific mm. um, and uh, <laughs> it's Jerry Herman and you think cheery uh, uh, right, right. musicals this is this is something a little bit different um, but it but her use of heroin causes one of uh, Jerry Herman's greatest ballads mm-hmm. um, time heals everything because yeah. she sings that right after it's shooting up or snorting it i don't i don't know what I she i never does. realized
0: yeah. this <laughs> um, so that's
1: but that's why she you know she, it has this sort of optimistic um, idea until uh-huh. the end it's like time heals everything tuesday thursday right it, and, but like you realize she's getting it it's not time isn't going to heal this for me yeah. and then she had the final line is time heals everything but loving you
3: time heals everything
1: it comes out of flashback um said uh uh, mac has uh, his final song is i promise you a happy ending Mm -hmm. and um once we get back to the framing device and she's she's dead so that's what didn't go over well with critics
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's such an interesting example of like the score just not giving uh, like any information about any of that which is fine Mm -hmm. in a way, but it's just so interesting. Yeah.
1: We should go to Milk Milk and Honey Honey. actually.
0: Because
1: Milk and Honey was Jerry's first Broadway show Mm -hmm. in 1961. And the topic is uh, a group of widows uh, take a trip to Israel Mm -hmm. and tourists around. And at the time, Israel was only 12 or 13 years old. Right. Um, So it ran for 541 performances, but never recouped, which is the first time on Broadway a show ran that long and, and didn't wow. turn a profit.
0: What what kept it from turning a profit? Um,
1: the stars uh, in the original cast kept revolving, and so ticket sales oh. um, d- did not go well. Molly Picone, who is a, a star of the Yiddish stage, mm-hmm. was in the original cast, and then she left to do a movie. And after that,
2: um, mm-hmm. it,
1: was hard to, it was hard to sell. Yeah. The, the, the reviews were great. People loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Jerry Herman actually traveled to Israel to uh, before r- writing the show, and they rolled out the red carpet for him. They were like, yeah. "This is going to d- up tourism. It's going to be great for this for our brand new nation." But he was much more interested in the kibbutzim Q- and yeah. the h- countryside and trying to turn the desert into you know right. lush green land that is farmable. Yeah, um, but it's it's really a love story in an exotic uh, and cultural environment because. Um, it's a, It's about Ruth, uh, who's one of the visiting tourists, um, and an American uh, named Phil, who translate who, who's able to speak Hebrew, and um, but the two realize he's he's still married, um, not divorced. The two realize they can't really be together, and yeah. so um, the the the, sh- the show is kind of bookended with this, with the song Shalom, mm-hmm. which makes some sense. Um, <laughs> hello and goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very dated, and I think a lot of people, if you were to. Mount a revival of this show, you'd be like, well, why, why aren't you just doing Fiddler? Right.
0: <laughs> it is, I mean, it is interesting, like, learning more about sh- these Jewish history shows yeah. that are not Fiddler, though, like yeah. the Rothschilds and exactly. Milk and Honey. Like, those are, I, I would be more interested in seeing those than Fiddler at this yeah, point. Because we've seen Fiddler so many times. I mean, I'd, I would always see Fiddler, but...
1: It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really great time capsule, because it really was a hit when it first came out, and it put Jerry Herman on the map yeah. to do bigger things.
0: Right. Cool. And then there's Dear World. Dear
1: World. It is a weird show. <laughs> it's based off of a play called The Madwoman of
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um and uh, her name's Countess Aurora, and she basically lives in the sewer underneath a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this company that uh, discovers that there's oil under there, and they want to drill for it. And so she and her fellow mad women um, and the sewer man decide to uh, fight back and um, really, you know, fight back against this corporation and keep this cafe and keep Paris as Paris. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: so it, yeah, and the, the main theme, and this is, all, I think, very Jer- Jerry Herman-esque as well, is um, love and life win over greed and materialism. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: Because um, in the end, they are successful. Um, she has a, her, like, the the main famous song to come out of this was is called um, I Don't Want to Know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know that one.
1: And uh, uh, some of the lyrics are, from the start, are um, if music is no longer lovely, if laughter is no longer lifting, if lovers are no longer loving, then I don't want to know. If summer is no longer carefree, if children are no longer singing, if people are no longer happy, then I don't want to know. And I feel like that's, that's, Jerry, that's also Jerry Herman. Mm-hmm. Though within this character who is literally going na 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 na
0: <laughs> <laughs> But in a, in a lovely way. <laughs> Wait, in a wonderful little waltz. If
3: music is no longer lovely If laughter is no longer lilting If lovers are no longer loving, then I don't To know if summer is no longer carefree, if children are no longer singing, if people are no longer happy, then I don't want to know.
1: So when I heard that uh, Jerry Herman died, which was on December 26th Mm -hmm. uh, of this uh, last year. Um, I had just watched my DVD copy of Mrs. Santa Claus, which is a television movie he did, mm-hmm. um, starring Angela Lansbury as always, as Mrs. Santa Claus, and oh, and yeah. it's it's another it it, it, it the plot is it, it, Mrs. Santa Claus has this better idea for the route to deliver toys than Santa. Mm-hmm. So a couple nights before Christmas, she takes the reindeer out to like try it out, mm-hmm. and then she gets stuck in like 1904 New York <laughs> or 1914 New York, and because uh, one of the reindeer like breaks its leg, yeah, and uh, and. And then she's like introduced to, she's on, she's, in the lower, she's on the Lower East Side. So she like introduced like all this melting pot of cultures of Irish, Jewish, yeah. Chinese, uh, what have you. And um, I was humming the tunes from uh, uh, Mrs. Santa Claus when I you know, opened Facebook and saw someone posted that Jerry had oh. died. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I was literally singing his song like, to, like as I'm opening this. Yeah. And so that, that was a hard blow. That was a hard blow to realize that um, Jerry was no longer with us. I think the one thing he tried to teach us was that there is joy in life wherever you can find it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you need to live your life honestly, openly, and as fully as possible. Yeah. Don't stick yourself in a box. Mm-hmm. Um, don't uh, don't uh, s- subjugate yourself for somebody else's happiness. Yeah. Um, you need, your happiness is paramount. And um, every, everyone's happiness is paramount, really. It's all about um it's all about joy and life and uh and and love. Yeah. He he was he was he was a very for lack of a better word, optimistic writer. Mhm. He liked to accentuate the good. He yeah. saw the glasses half full. Yeah. I feel.
0: Yeah. And it's and I feel like his maybe maybe his most successful shows or maybe all just all his shows, um, like embody that yeah they,
1: they all even even mac and mabel that's a little darker yeah. still has that like sense of optimism mm-hmm. running through it it's it's it runs it, it it's a little vein that runs through all of his shows yeah some more than others
0: right cool well we'll still be talking about jerry herman as we move on to our why is this so good section because we'll be talking about the song the best of times from Lacage. But a very special version Very special
1: of version of this. So, yes, this track is Molly Pope singing The Best of Times. And uh, this is from a performance at Joe's Pub. Um, if you don't know Molly Pope, she is one of the most brilliant cabaret singers here in New York City. She's la grande dame de la chanteuse. I don't know if that's actual French. Uh, but uh, if you've never heard her sing Jerry Herman, you haven't uh, seen Shakespeare the way it's meant to be played which is a quote I just stole from the West Wing. Um, uh, And she invites the audience to sing with her. And uh, let's just give it a listen.
3: The best of times is now What's left of summer but a faded rose The best of times is now As for tomorrow, well, who knows, who knows, who knows? So hold this moment fast, and live and love as hard as you know how, and make this moment last. Because the best of times is now, is now, is now.
1: So uh, just uh, in exchange for Molly letting me use that track, thank you so much, Molly. Um, I have to plug her duplex show, Molly Pope, A Gay Man and a Piano. She's doing it monthly at the duplex. Uh, the next show will be February 27th. Then she's doing March 26th, April 23rd, May 28th. They're all at 9.30 p.m. at the duplex. You can go to the duplex website to uh, find tickets. And um, I just have to thank her for letting me share that because that I was in the audience for uh, one of those performances. And, um, oh, I, I wept. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, you, when you're, the reason why I thought that that's, the, why, the reason why this is so good mm-hmm. um, is because La Cage aux um both the musical and the cabaret club in which it takes place, is very much like the cabarets and the drag clubs that I've attended since moving to New York in 2005. And that's where I've met so many of my most dear friends in the cabaret community and the musical theater community, including Molly. Everyone in the audience in that moment, in that, on that track, uh, singing about living life to its fullest and in the moment uh, is just as Jerry would have it, I believe.
0: What I love about this song is that it's just very simple and then it just repeats and right. repeats so that everybody can join in.
1: It's a reminder, it's now, yeah. it's now. It's, there is, there is, I think there's a reason why they repeat, it's now, it's now, it's now. Because yeah. you have to remind yourself that you're in the moment. Like Mm -hmm. don't don't think of the past. Don't jump to the future. Tomorrow, who knows? Yeah. Not and not some not some faded yesterday, forgotten yesterday. It's uh, it's about right here. Be present. There's something about the repetition of the melody that invites you to join along. Mm -hmm. It invites you in. It says, "Hey, come do this with me." Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like it's almost like a song at a at a bar or bat mitzvah yeah. or at or at a or at a wedding where everybody is. It's almost it's almost like a beer hall song. Yeah, yeah, is really it is really what it is. It's about let's celebrate together. This is about togetherness. This isn't mm. me singing at you. This is yeah. us as a community. Yeah,
0: in the show, does it is it also functioning that way? Yes, it, it does. Also like so, in the men? in
1: the show, it um, this occurs um, when. Um, uh, the parents of the fiance come to dinner with, um, George and Alban, mm-hmm. um, Alban being in drag, um, and, um, and Alban leads the song. Yeah. And then they all join in, and they, you know, do a dance, um, very simple dance, yeah. uh, and, uh, and they, they get so excited and so happy, the best of times is now, that Alban, that, who is in drag, and they don't know is in drag, is a, is a man in drag, takes his wig off at the end,
2: mm-hmm. as he does
1: in every performance right. in, the, in, the, in the college, and they realize it's a man, and then the father gets pissed and storms out. Yeah. So that's the dramatic moment. <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah. But I, but I love uh, lyrically about it, we're talking about, like, yeah, like, now, now. Mm-hmm. There's so much now. Then there's this one line that's, what's left of summer but a faded rose? Mm-hmm. It's so poetic, but it's also, like, the line in it that's in the future what you have now is not going to be there. Right.
1: Well, you think of like I think in like most literature, poetry, songwriting, what have you mm-hmm. summer? Is that season that where like everything's kind of bright and warm and perfect. Yeah, yeah. And what's left of summer? What's left of that that wonderful time that we remember, mm-hmm. but something that's faded and wilted and <clears throat> dead. What about now? What about the time that's not this big
2: right.
1: you know <clears throat> wonderful memory that we have. Yeah. And then he he sums it back up in the bridge with a uh, not some forgotten yesterday. Right. Tomorrow is too far away. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah there. There too. Yeah.
1: Um. And I think. And I think that's that's what Jerry Herman was all about.
0: It is true that there's so much repetition in this. The, mm-hmm. Not just the, like you sing through it once, right. and then you go back, and then you go back again. Well, it's an but, AABA yeah.
1: structured song.
0: The whole, but then at the end of the each each A, it's right. like who knows, who knows, who knows right. is now is now is now.
1: Right. In 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 Lacage. Um, when, when you see um, uh, Alban do his performances uh, as, as part of the nightclub act,
2: mm-hmm. he always
1: ends the performances by taking off the wig. You know, right. like that's like the signature, and then, you know, move. Right. Um, and then, but here, he's supposed to be pretending to right. actually be a woman, and he's leading the song, and he gets so caught up in the joy of it, right. that he takes off the wig at the end again, and right. reveals himself, and yeah. then that, you know, causes the rest of the drama he's, of the play.
0: He's in the moment, he's yeah. in the now. He's in the now, exactly. <laughs> what i also love is that like in the b in that b section now mm-hmm. not, is that the now like we're still saying now we just said now mm-hmm. in the bef- re- before like repeating is mm-hmm. now is now is now mm-hmm. and, then, and then the next now is like held right? yeah it's, it's very like,
1: it's a very long note yeah
0: yeah and Then and then it's like let's first there's like a short is now is now and then nah. right like, you, <laughs> you, you, you breathe it out yeah. and, you, and, you, and
1: you experience it and, and that's almost like Taking your arms and spreading them, and saying "now" to encompass the whole room.
0: Right, right. It's it's cool that he sets the the word "now" is that set both short and long right. within the song. Well, let's move on to our final section. Something wonderful.
1: I still haven't read it yet, but I have the new biography on Elaine Stritch. It's called Still Here, um, and I'm very excited to <coughs> dive into that one. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I just thought I just think she was a fascinating person, and I love her, and um, so I, I want to get to know her better through this book. Um, speaking of Elaine Stritch, mm-hmm. their company's coming back to Broadway. Yes. Gender swapped.
0: Yes, I'm very, I'm very interested. Me too. to See how that that plays. Yeah,
1: I think it works better
0: hmm. in
1: twenty in uh, about to say 2019,
0: 2020.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's twenty twenty now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, as with a woman at the age of thirty-five, but I think like yeah. Bobby with an eye at thirty-five must feel the ticking clock a little bit more than Bobby as a dude.
0: Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's such a different it's such a different dynamic, and mm-hmm. so it'll be really interesting to see. And also just like thirty-five in nineteen seventy,
1: very different thing. Very yeah. different from <laughs> 35, thirty-five now. In 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so true, <laughs> so,
0: especially for women. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure even for men too. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so to I think anything that looks at, at it that way is, is cool yeah thank you all for listening to this episode of Scene to Song you can write to scene to song at gmail.com with a comment or question about an episode or about musical theater or if you'd like to be a podcast guest follow us on Instagram at scene to song on Twitter at scene song and on Facebook at scene to song with Shoshana Greenberg podcast. The theme music you are hearing is by Julia Meinwald and check back here in two weeks for our next episode.